Praise the Lord. Has God kept you, church? If he has kept you, come on, give God some praise. Hallelujah. I think that every one of us in here can join with the choir in declaring he kept me. God kept me so I wouldn't let go. Hallelujah. Come on, church, make some holy noise. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Please sit, everybody. I greet you well, my brothers and sisters in the Lord and friends all. It is such a joy, privilege, and pleasure to be standing here to share the word of the Lord. I am happy to be back here. Uh, in this uh, wonderful church that is now become my family. I thank God for your, your pastor and my good friend, uh, Bishop Dr. Knight, and his wife and children. May the Lord continue to bless and use them for his glory. What a tremendous servant of the Lord he is. Come on, give it up for your pastor. I was uh, saying, I think it was perhaps to my wife recently, that wherever this man of God goes, things happen. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, when we say these things, we are saying them not to glorify the man of God, but to acknowledge that he is an outstanding servant and vessel that God is using. All the glory belongs to God. Amen, church. And uh, I am so happy to be associated with him. I thank God for your assistant pastor, Reverend uh, Jason F uh, Fullerton, and uh, his dear wife. Oh, yes, I can say that now. <laughs> wow. Merely weeks ago, I, I could not have said that. But time flies. Things happen. Oh, man. I tell you, just, uh, just about, you know, months ago, uh, uh, well, about a year ago, he was my student at Bethel. Look, look what the Lord has done. I bless the Lord for him, and may he and his wife continue to enjoy their honeymoon. Obviously, it's, it's reflecting on both of them. Praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> oh, yes. 
Hallelujah. I greet all the members of the church and pastors council of this great church and trust that you and your spouses are doing well. Uh, for those of you who have spouses. And uh, I greet all the workers of the church. Uh, I know that you're working hard in this congregation because I saw some statistics recently and Old Harbor is dominating. Man, this is just incredible. Despite what the enemy has tried, you know, this church is shining and standing out in our great denomination. Yes, man. Satan lose again. Hallelujah. May the Lord continue to take you to even higher heights, Old Harbor. You should be proud of yourselves. And I know that your pastor and this family, that they are very grateful to the Lord. Or pastors, that, that they are very grateful to the Lord for what he's doing in this church. Uh, my family is not with me today, but I believe that my wife is tuned in and perhaps our children she, whenever she doesn't travel with me, she's always tuned in. She's always with me somehow. And uh, I believe she's there. And uh, within weeks, uh, please, if you can permit me, Bishop, just to say this, within weeks, we will be celebrating our 20th anniversary. And we are looking forward to that. God has been good to us. Yeah, man. You know, I love this brother. Yeah. Yeah, really, really tremendous. And so, my brothers and sisters, I am here to share a word with you. God has been doing such wonderful things in my life, taking me all over Jamaica. It was last week I was at a church in St. Anne. And lo and behold, the evening, your bishop was there as well, <laughs> you know. Um, God is doing some tremendous things, and I bless his name. But I want to focus on this word that he has given to me, and it comes to us from the book of Ezekiel. I, I can't recall, Bishop Knight, the last time I preached from Ezekiel. I've been preaching for 30 years now, 3-0. And I can't recall the last time I preached from the book of Ezekiel. I've preached from it before. Might have been three, four, five years ago when I preached on the Valley of Dry Bones. Um, but the Lord directed me to this text. I want to share with you from it. Could you stand with me as we turn our Bibles to the book of Ezekiel chapter 20. Ezekiel 20. I'll read three verses, verses 39 to 41. You know, the chapters of this book, they tend to be pretty long. Uh, but I'm going to read uh, three verses. Ezekiel chapter 20, from verse 39 to verse 41. And uh, I'm reading from the New King James Version. If you have found it, you may say, Amen. The word of the Lord says, as for you, O house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, 
Go, serve every one of you his idols. And hereafter, if you will not obey me, but profane my holy name no more with your gifts and your idols. For on my holy mountain, on the mountain height of Israel, says the Lord God, there, there all the house of Israel, all of them in the land shall serve me. There I will accept them. And there I will require your offerings and the first fruits of your sacrifices together with all your holy things. Verse 41. I will accept you as a sweet aroma when I bring you out from the peoples and gather you out of the countries where you have been scattered. And I will be hallowed in you before the Gentiles. This is a reading of a portion of God's word and the people of God said... As you remain standing, I would like to just share with us on the foundation of the theme that I was given. A consecrated church, a call to holiness. A consecrated church, a call to holiness. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for today. We bless you. You are the sovereign Lord. In fact, you are the only God there is in this universe. All the other gods, they are the works of men. And so, Father, at this time, we approach your throne of grace again, asking for a very special touch as your word is delivered to your people. Father, you are here, undoubtedly. And so I pray that your spirit would move upon your manservant. I pray, O oh God, that you would grant unto him the preacher's anointing yet again, the teacher's anointing, and the prophet's anointing for this hour. And I pray that your spirit would uh, block any force that might have been sent on assignment from infiltrating this place and wreaking havoc. They shall not prevail. I, I pray that the blood of Jesus would be released upon all of us and that your word would go forth with power, clarity, and authority, and that you would be glorified. We give you thanks through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And the people of God said, Amen. Please sit, everybody. A prolific author and Christian leader by the name of Gordon MacDonald shares a very interesting story. A story that I think is so relevant to what I have to say. And so I want to focus on it. MacDonald said, in the ancient days, when the king of Siam had an enemy, he wanted to torment and then destroy, he would send that enemy a unique gift. What was that gift? A white elephant, a live albino. Bino, some would say albino elephant. Did you know that those existed? These animals were considered sacred 
in the culture of that day. So, when the king would have sent the gift, the recipient of that elephant had no choice but to intentionally and uh, uh, meticulously care for the gift. This elephant would take an inordinate amount of the enemy's time. And that means that it will take a lot of the enemy's time. A lot of the enemy's resources, energy, emotions, and finances. Over time, the enemy would spend so much on the elephant of his time, energy, resources, that he would essentially destroy himself because of the extremely burdensome process of caring for the gift. And then the king would swoop in and uh, get rid of that enemy. My brothers and sisters, as I think about the church today, I believe that there are times when white elephants are among us. I believe that there are times when things that we receive, things on which we focus, take up our time, our energy, our resources. So a critical question here is this. Are you spending money on things that take your time away from God? Are there white elephants in your life? The thing is that what we have is not the challenge necessarily. Money is not really the problem. The activities aren't necessarily the problem. The problem is that a white elephant gift tends to pull us away from God-honoring pursuits. It tends to occupy our space and time that we have no time for God. We forget the things of God and we are so taken up with that white elephant. In Ezekiel's time, there were many white elephants in Israel. I can tell you that. The nation of Israel were occupied with other things, including other gods and idols, to the extent that the people lost their consecration. They lost this sense of holiness. They were no longer separated from the peoples around them and from the things of the world. They were no longer completely separated unto God. The enemy had them right where he wanted them. But guess what? Unlike the king of Siam, God would have none of it. God said that, yes, you are like that, but I'm not going to allow it to continue. Because of the covenant that he had established with their forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and that he had reaffirmed uh, with Moses and the nation, 
God decided that he would take action and that he would teach them some significant lessons. And so my brothers and sisters, God wanted the people to return to that place of consecration. That place where they were a holy people, a nation unto him again. And so my brothers and sisters, he said some things here. Right throughout the book of Ezekiel in fact. But in chapter 20 as we focus on it. There are some lessons in these verses that he taught the people. And I believe that these lessons are relevant uh, to us today. The first of uh, the lessons in the text is this. That a consecrated people engage in honorable service. A consecrated, let's use the word church. A consecrated church engages in honorable service. This is what the text says in the first part of verse 40. For on my holy mountain, on the mountain height of Israel, says the Lord God, there all the house of Israel, all of them in the land shall serve me. There I will accept them. Verse 39 suggests that the people of Israel were spiritual harlots. They were religious hypocrites. They pledged allegiance to the God of their fathers. But they wanted to be like the surrounding people in worshipping other so-called gods. The gods of fertility, the gods of productivity, the gods of rain and the gods of harvest. They wanted to serve those other gods. In fact, they served them at the same time. Therefore, God, in a very ironic and mocking way, commands them to go to serve their idols fully and to stop patronizing him by pretending to worship him alone when their hearts were set on idol worship as well. They would face a destiny that was consistent with their decisions. He would abandon them, he says, to their lustful spiritual desires to serve idols like the nations around them. However, after the ironic command, the Lord made a powerful prophetic declaration that rather than engaging in hypocritical service to both him and the idols, his regathered people, his consecrated people will engage in honorable service to him and him alone. The word for serve in the text refers to being devoted to God in worship. Uh, this one particular source says that the term serve is a technical word for priestly ministry. 
this expression serve me in the land is in harmony with the goal established at Mount Sinai that the created nation would be a kingdom of priests unto God according to Exodus 19 and verse 6 and so my brothers and sisters God said to the people uh, a time will come when I will regather you after you are scattered among the nations and you will serve me alone my brothers and sisters there are many people in the church today who like the people of Israel engage in hypocritical worship and service rather than serving God alone they are serving both God as Jesus put it and mammon they make it seem as if they are serving God alone they, they know what to do they know how to act they know the right things to say but they are also serving other gods they have their idols their idols of power their idols of position popularity pleasure and money these people come to church and serve in various positions and capacities but in the darkness church oh god they are servants of the forces of darkness they come among us my brothers and sisters they lift their hands and worship and shout in the sanctuary but in the dark they are witches they are warlocks they are sorcerers ah, they, they act as if they are with us but they are wolves in sheep's clothing my brothers and sisters the thing about God is that he sees and he allows them for a while but then the time comes when he will act church God is saying that we must return in the body of Christ to honorable service to devotion to God and God alone hallelujah nothing less and nothing else should be that which we practice in the sight of God God is intolerant of hypocritical service do you hear me somebody I said God is intolerant of hypocritical service and phony worship if we refuse to abandon our idols God will abandon us oh God many persons in the church today would say well we do not have idols we do not bow down to those things but the reality is that anything that occupies your time on which you spend your resources ah, and you forget about God you do not focus on God because you are so caught up with that thing that thing is your idol do you hear me somebody we have many idols about and around the place and God is saying that you must only serve the God 
of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. You must serve me alone, says the Lord Jehovah. My brothers and sisters, the thing about it is that many of us, uh, we put uh, other people on pedestals. There are persons in our lives who are our idols in this world. And why do you think sometimes God brings some of them down? Sometimes God gets rid of some of them because they become so large. They act as if they are mini gods and demigods. But there is only one God, my brothers and sisters. And I know you will agree with me that God will never allow any other being to stand before him and declare that he or she is a God. Or he or she is so great and mighty. Oh no, there is only one God and God will never tolerate the worship of any other God. My brothers and sisters, we must return to honorable service. We must get rid of hypocrisy from among us. Ah, Jesus, when he looked at the scribes and Pharisees, they were the religious people in his day. Don't you know that? You would recall that the scribes and the Pharisees were very religious. They felt like they knew the scriptures. Oh yes, and they acted as if they were better than other people. But Jesus knew them from the inside out. At one point Jesus said to them, you scribes and Pharisees hypocrites. You are like whitewashed sepulchers. Outward masks to church. We put on the masks and we act the part so that we can be praised. So that people can say good things about us but God says that we must get rid of the spirit of hypocrisy from the church we must be real we must be authentic we must be bona fide do you hear that somebody the church is a place of realness the church should be a place of authenticity the church should be a place where you come to be yourself in the presence of almighty God you cannot serve God and serve the other idols oh God can I preach in this place you cannot pledge allegiance to the lamb and yet you're pledging allegiance to the goats and the other idols of this world oh no God will not tolerate that for too long we must serve and worship him alone church hallelujah many of us we might fool some of the people some of the times but we cannot fool all of the people all of the time do you hear me my brothers and sisters God is calling for realness God is calling for an unmasking for a removal of the masks from among us oh God can I make that declaration remove the masks get rid of that which is hiding who you really are and let God know that you are struggling that there are issues that there are challenges in your life help me oh God but many of us we come and we act the part we act as if we have reached we act as if we are all 
always on the mount of transfiguration but we have not reached the church all of us are on a journey of transformation and sanctification so let us be real I said be real church just lay yourself here before God and say God it's me again it's me again Lord standing in need of your touch standing in need of your deliverance standing in need of the power of your Holy Ghost it's me again God I am struggling to serve you I want to serve you Lord but I am struggling help me father it's me again God but we act as if we are there we put out an aura of superiority but in the name of Jesus may I say to somebody God sees you God knows you so you better just remove the masks oh God help me here you better throw off that which is hiding the real you oh yes somebody and render service to you cannot have your hand to the plow a one hand to the plow and another hand doing something else you must put both hands to the plow you must be fully in the kingdom of God you must yield your entire life to God you must serve God with all your heart do you hear me church we come against the spirit of hypocrisy in the body of Christ oh god help me here david livingston was a pioneer missionary to africa who walked over 29,000 miles oh, for about 33 years in the heart of Africa. His wife died early in his ministry and he faced stiff opposition from his Scottish brethren. He prayed and this is what he prayed. Send me everywhere, oh Lord. Only go with me. Lay any burden on me, oh Lord only sustain me sever any ties but the tie that binds me to your service and to your heart do you hear that somebody like Livingston we need to cry out and say oh God bind me only to you oh God sever the ties that I have in my life that are not holy many of us have some unholy ties to some people and to some things we need to sever those ties we need to get rid of those things in the body of Christ so that we can serve only God oh hallelujah sever the ties some of us we have some soul ties to some people because of some things we did in the past we need to get rid of those ties do you hear me somebody some of us in the church we have ties to the kingdom of darkness because of things we used to be involved in we need to sever those ties in the name of Jesus oh yes church God demands wholehearted absolute 
absolute service and worship from his people and this must be God alone hallelujah so we note here the first lesson a consecrated church engages in honorable service but the second lesson is this that a consecrated church elevates holy sacrifices do you hear that somebody a consecrated church elevates holy sacrifices the Lord puts it this way through Ezekiel in the second part of verse 40 into verse 41. And there I will require your offerings and the first fruits of your sacrifices together with all your holy things. You know, one of the, the terrible practices that brought divine fury on the nation of Israel was child sacrifice which is what we see in verse 26 in the first instance this is what the lord says and i pronounced them unclean because of their ritual gifts in that they caused all their firstborn to pass through the fire that I might make them desolate and that they might know that I am the Lord. He was referring to their ancestors. The Lord reminded the nation that their ancestors, their fathers offended and provoked him with their sacrilegious offerings and sacrifices in a place called Bama, which means a high place. This was a sign of national unfaithfulness and blasphemy. Yet their descendants have made the same mistake. History has repeated itself. This is what the Lord said to Ezekiel's contemporaries. Therefore, say to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, are you defiling yourselves in the manner of your fathers and committing harlotry according to their abominations? For when you offer your gifts and make your sons, look at this, pass through the fire, you defile yourselves with all your idols even to this day. Do you know what pass through the fire means? It means that they were sacrificing their firstborn sons to the God Molech. If you read the history of the nation of Israel and the peoples around them. The God Molech required child sacrifice. And the children of Israel were involved in child sacrifice. Instead of being a nation of offerings that would be a sweet savor to God, the people were engaged in sacrilegious sacrificing of their children. 
my brothers and sisters many of us may not want to hear this but some of our ancestors were involved in the sacrilegious practice of child sacrifice to strange gods and they were engaged in other dark rituals such as the sodomizing of our boys and women to initiate them into strange groups and, and gangs and set them on the path to worldly prosperity and recognition but in the name of Jesus Christ God is saying that these practices will not be allowed to go on punished church uh, some of us uh, in our day and age uh, we are engaged in these practices in Jamaica there are Jamaicans that are doing these things uh, oh yes there are some people who are literally sacrificing their children others uh, have uh, pledged their children to dark forces and devoted them for their use this is blasphemy of the highest order and so God is saying that he sees and he knows what is happening among us my brothers and sisters God does not take kindly to human sacrifice the devil is the one who desires human sacrifice because he hates the human race but in the name of Jesus a church that is consecrated sacrifices to God the things that God has stipulated what has God stipulated that we offer sacrifices of praise and thanksgiving sacrifices of worship in fact that we offer ourselves as living sacrifices somebody give God praise the word for sacrifices in the text refers to those things that rise ah it, it points to portions sacred contributions or offerings listen to this it carries the idea of utterances uh, uh, and uplifting of hands want you to get that rather than human sacrifices god requires holy sacrifices which were those he prescribed in the Torah in the first five books of the Old Testament and the people turned their backs on God's stipulations church the same thing has happened in our day many people in the church have turned their backs on that which God has commanded and they are offering strange sacrifices in the church some people priests pastors and so-called apostles and some prophets are offering strange fire in the body of Christ but in the name of Jesus God is declaring that I desire sacrifices that are holy sacrifices that are acceptable 
sacrifices that are consecrated for my use and my use alone and that is why Paul when he wrote to the Romans he said ah, I beseech you therefore brethren in chapter 12 and verse 1 that you present is there somebody who who knows this verse I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice notice Paul says living not a dead sacrifice but as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service and be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind church too many of us are conformed formed to this world in the body of Christ may I say this again when you look in some congregations you wonder whether you are attending a church service or you are attending a, perhaps a bashment service or a bashment gathering or party the way some of us look the way some of us operate in the church God is saying now I desire you as a sacrifice that is holy. Our church, we must rethink how we go about offering up our sacrifices. As I told you, the word suggests the lifting of the hands as well and making utterances to Almighty God. May I say to the church here in Old Harbor that desires holy sacrifices as long as you are living for God you should come to church ready to lift your voice ready to give yourself in sacrificial worship is there someone here who knows what I'm talking about I church I have got the privilege of going to many places to the word of God and I'm noticing church that many church folks these days they come to church and they sit and observe they watch without even being engaged in the service no sacrificing of themselves as it were in praise and worship no yielding of their all to almighty God but may I say to somebody when we come to our church services we do not come to spectate we come to offer sacrifices holy sacrifices unto almighty God do you hear me somebody and to those of you who are online I say to you that right where you are God desires holy sacrifices of praise of thanksgiving of as you give your all in worship somebody we have gotten so nice we have gotten so special that many of us don't want to sacrifice our energy for God sacrifice our time for God offer up our offerings of praise and worship 
worship to Almighty God. But may I say to somebody, God is saying to his church, for you to show, for you to be that consecrated church that I want you to be, you must be engaged in offering, elevating, holy sacrifices. When you enter this sanctuary, you must be willing to praise. Is there somebody who knows what I'm talking about? Bishop Knight, the people were engaged in ritualistic practices. Uh, they did what they did because they knew how to do it and how to do it well. And let me tell you something. There is nothing wrong per se with rituals. We have our own rituals. But these rituals must have meaning. These rituals must be enlivened by the Holy Ghost. Is there somebody who knows what I'm talking about? So that we do not just go through the motions. I see many Christians across Jamaica, the Caribbean and elsewhere. Just going through the motions. Is that is that what God deserves, church? Is that what God deserves for us to come and sit and spectate in our churches? Oh no, church! God deserves more. God deserves our all. Hallelujah! And that is why the psalmist says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Do you hear that somebody? Be thankful unto him and bless his holy name. Somebody give God praise. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. For he is our God. And we and the sheep of his hands are their true worshippers here in the old harbor church people whose lives are sold out are their people in old harbor who would say reverend williams my life is sold out i am offering sacrifices of praise i am giving my time my energy my voice i am using to glorify god is there somebody in Old Harbor who would say, Reverend Williams, I refuse to go through the motions. I refuse to be engaged in dead rituals. I am offering myself. I am giving my all. Hallelujah. Are there people in Old Harbor who would say, I am fed up with things the way they have been. I want more. I want more. Is there anyone in here who can say to this preacher, I want more. I believe there is more. I am giving myself to God for more. I am offering up my sacrifices. Yes, church, we must stand against the sacrifices that are wreaking havoc in Jamaica. In the name of Jesus, the sacrificing of our children, we stand against that in Jesus' name. Do you 
understand what I'm saying church oh God help me here do you know what I am saying church there are people in Jamaica who are hell-bent on sacrificing children to the devil and to demons but in the name of Jesus the body of Christ the church of the living God must be consecrated and arise arise against those practices stand against those people are there people in this church who see what I'm talking about who know what I'm preaching about are there people in this church who understand what's happening in the dark the dark spaces where they are gathering and they are uttering some words to bind some of us bind our children and keep us down they want to sacrifice us and our children but in the name of Jesus I am declaring that that system must be broken down must be destroyed in Jamaica land we love name of Jesus is there somebody who knows what I'm talking about no more child sacrifice no more blood offerings oh God help me here no more hallelujah no more big blood God blood foul blood cow blood in the name of Jesus You don't even know what's happening in Jamaica. There are some people who are hell-bent on ensuring that Jamaica remains on a path of destruction because blood of Iran. That's what they're saying. And let me tell you something. The demons and the devil, they love human blood. But in the name of Jesus, we release one blood one blood and that's the blood of Jesus do you hear me somebody could somebody shout the blood of Jesus could somebody shout the blood of Jesus could somebody shout the blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus? yes the blood no more sacrificing of our children of our teenagers no more devoting of our children in your brotherhood rituals selling out your children for a God ring for prosperity and success the blood of Jesus somebody help me here the blood of Jesus we must 
us offer our sacrifices. Church, let me tell you something. While they are doing their sacrifices, many of us are sitting down in church, spectating. But God is saying, when we gather and when we are tuning online, we must be ready to shout. We must be ready to make holy noise. We must be ready to offer our sacrifices of praise, of thanksgiving. Church, we must arise. Let the church be the church. Let the church be the church. Let the people rejoice. For we have settled the question and we have made our choice. Let the answer ring out songs of victory swell for the church. For the church, triumphant is alive and well. I don't care whether you came to church sick, you came to church down and out. You must offer sacrifices of praise, offer sacrifices of thanksgiving. Do you hear me, somebody? Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah. Could somebody just shout in the house? Could somebody give God praise in the house? Be genuine, be real. As you offer sacrifices of praise, somebody should say, Lord, I give you my body, I give you my soul, I give you my spirit, I give you my all. Somebody in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. saying bishop that there are too many of us in the church we just mix up you know there was a there's a program on on radio recently some time ago called mix up and blender oh god help me we are too mixed up we come to church and worship god then we leave and we do things that are inconsistent with the will of god we do not trust god fully so we must have a plan b but for those of us who know god we just have one plan and that is to serve god we just have one plan and that is to worship god for all our days is there somebody here who knows what i'm talking about whatever is in the church that is being offered up that should not be offered up we stand against it right now in the name of jesus could somebody pray for me jesus whatever is in our own harbor church or whatever other church that should not be there we come against it right now we root it up we block it up we pull it up in the name of jesus the blood of jesus is there somebody who knows what i'm talking about the spirit of god is saying we must get rid of some things in our churches Oh God, help me here. We 
from one thing to the next and we must do things a particular way rituals are good but sometimes they have no life they are dead because the people are dead the people are not sold out but in the name of Jesus we come against those spirits that have been released in our local churches to fight against the worship of God to fight against offering of holy sacrifices unto almighty God we plead the blood somebody pray for me we plead the blood of Jesus oh God help me hallelujah we plead the blood we stand against them is there somebody helping me in here in the name of Jesus leave the people of God alone some of us in the body of Christ that if we do not stop that he is gonna stop us if you read the text carefully or read the context you would realize that God said that he's going to get rid of the rebellious people from among them he would scatter them among the nations get rid of the rebellious people the stubbornly idolatrous people and then he would regather them in the name of Jesus church we must root out the people who are hell-bent on offering sacrifices that are not acceptable to God with strange fire in the church oh God help me here the fire that we need in the church to offer up our sacrifices is the fire of the Holy Ghost do you hear me somebody John the Baptist says I want you to know you say that I am great but there is someone who is coming who is greater than I he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire oh God that's the fire we need in the church again the reason why many of us in the body of Christ are the way we are the fire is not burning in us so we are not offering ourselves as living sacrifices let the fire burn let the fire burn let the fire of the Holy Ghost the energizing electric igniting fire of the Holy Ghost let it burn Fire burn, fire burn, fire burn, fire burn, fire burn. Fire burn. Fire burn. 
says sometimes when you see some people act up in the church it's not because of me and my fire it's because of strange fire they are burning strange fire somebody help me here burning strange fire in the dark Oh God, help me here and want to bring that fire in the church. But in the name of Jesus, we offer sacrifices to God, energized by the Holy Ghost, ignited by the fire of the Spirit of the living God. Amen, somebody. Yes! We release the fire of the Holy Ghost in Old Harbor. In the name of Jesus, I said we release the fire of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh God, oh God, let the fire burn. Let the sacrifices be offered unto God, ignited by the firepower of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I said, offer your sacrifices of praise to God, ignited by the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, somebody get in the spirit with me right now. Offer your sacrifices, ignited by the fire of the Holy Ghost. Yes! The devil doesn't want this. The devil has sent strange fire. But in the name of Jesus, we come against strange fire. Oh God, help me here. Sacrifices that are not acceptable to God. We stand against them. Could somebody stand with me right now? And when I say stand, I don't, don't mean just literally. But in the spirit, we come against those altars. We stand against those altars that have been set up. Oh God, help me here to Satan, to Baphomet. Oh God, help me to Osiris and Iris and Molech.
places. Oh God, somebody help me here. Pray for me. Hallelujah. If you notice, Bishop, the people were offering their sacrifices, giving their gifts, passing their children through the fire on high places. Oh God, help me here. Thinking that God would accept that kind of sacrifice or would be pleased with it, that is. Because they were actually offering the sacrifices to Molech. The Spirit of God says that there are altars in Jamaica. Oh God. Yes, man. They must sacrifice our children on the altars. When you see some people disappear and then they find their bodies later mutilated, they have been sacrificed on these altars. But please help me right now. Get in the spirit with me right now. In the name of Jesus, we are going to pull down those altars in the spirit. Hallelujah. The altars must come down. The altars must come down. The altars must come down. Is there somebody who is moving in the spirit with me? We are pulling down the altars. We are destroying the altars. Hallelujah. My God, in the time of Elijah, the children of Israel were serving Baal. There were hundreds of prophets that were dedicated to Baal. And Elijah challenged them. You know the story. And said, look here. Let us meet on the mountain and let us build two altars and let us sacrifice. And the God who answers my fire, he is the Lord. Hallelujah. My brothers and sisters, God answered by fire. As I, as I give you the story in brief, and then afterwards they destroyed. The Elijah slew hundreds of prophets of I am declaring today that the prophets of Baal in Jamaica must be destroyed. Oh God, is there somebody with me? The prophets of Baal must go. The prophets of Baal must go. The prophets of Molech must go. The prophets of Baphomet must go. The blood of Jesus. The altars must be destroyed. We are destroying some altars. Somebody get in the spirit with me right now. Getting rid of some things that should not be in the bushes in Jamaica, in some big mansions in Jamaica. They draw circles and gather around them in their hoods and they sacrifice the blood. Oh God, oh God, somebody shout with me the blood of Jesus. We are destroying some altars. Are there some people? dedicated to other gods than our God Jehovah. The blood!
pray for me. Pray for my family. The Spirit of God, Bishop Knight, is showing me. It's just in my spiritual eyes. A group of people gathered in a mansion around the circle. Circle of fire in hoods chanting releasing spells releasing spells over Jamaica releasing spells against the church releasing spells and chanting against preachers like your pastor and me but in the name of Jesus hallelujah Jesus said upon this rock upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Now Shall prosper. 
no matter what the sacrifice to bring you down it shall not prevail in the name of Jesus hallelujah it shall not prevail for when the enemy comes in upon you like a flood the spirit of the living God will lift a standard against him in the name of Jesus somebody give him praise somebody give him praise the altars must be destroyed the altars of Baal must go oh God help me here somebody just lift your hand in the atmosphere point in different directions and say the altars must go the altars must be destroyed in the name of Jesus the altars of Baal the altars of Molech the altars of Baphomet the altars must go in the name of Jesus yes and now church I want you to lift your sacrifices of praise I want you to lift your hands in the house I want you to shout to the Lord our God in the name of Jesus somebody shout Say the others must go. 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 Say